1: This is Hollywood casinos on the money
2: presented by Ohio for responsible gambling. Here are your hosts, Dave Biddle and Scotty Vegas. Welcome to on the money.
3: I am Dave Biddle joined by Scotty Vegas producer, Ryan Baker at the controls, Scotty Vegas. I think, uh, the Ohio state men's basketball program has finally gone off the rails with Chris Holtman. I think we're going to have a new basketball coach next season Pretty bad timing when the new AD's coming in to uh, have the, you know, an embarrassing loss. Like like last night, the Buckeyes get beat by 25 at Northwestern. And they had to kind of like finish somewhat strong to make it 25. They were down by, what, 35 at one point? I mean, just an embarrassing loss. Other than that, how you doing this morning, my friend?
4: Uh, other than that, okay. But man, <laughs> I'll tell you what, guys. Rock bottom. That's, yeah. that's exactly where this program is right now. It is flat out... Embarrassing! It is embarrassing. They were down 35 points with six minutes to go in that game. And Northwestern, by the way, they're playing okay this year. This is not a great Northwestern team. All right. I was looking through the recruiting rankings uh, for the last four or five years and the top rated was, uh, Northwestern recruits that's still on the team was like 135th. That's that's the out of the recruiting rankings. So not a ton of top de- top end talent. I know Boo Booey has been in the program a long time and he he's exceeded expectations there, but this is just flat out embarrassing Dave. And it was kind of like a car accident, right? You just couldn't stop looking at it. Like I'm watching the game. Uh, I got the kids down there and we're, we're watching the game in the basement and it's just getting worse. child abuse on and your worse. part. Yeah. And, and worse. All right. Ohio State's down 11 at the half. And then they come out and they look even worse in the second half. And I'm like, generally, when the team is down 25, 30 points, I, I turn it off and storm away in anger. But it was so bad. I could not stop watching. I wanted to see if Ohio State was going to lose by 40. That's how horrendous this program is right now. And you're right. This has got to be it. I wanted him gone last night. Uh, I think the, they'll obviously wait till the end of the year till they get rid of Holtman, but man, it is, it's is—it's disgusting right now.
3: There were a lot of Lane Kiffin jokes on Twitter from Ohio State fans saying they, they need to tarmac him, they need to Lane Kiffin him, but I, I don't know if those actually were jokes, though, now that I think about it. I think those are just Ohio State fans being totally serious. Um, speaking of totally serious, let's get into... Let's presume this is it for Holt. Let's... Uh, who... What's our wish list here? Like, who, like I i'd be down with chris beard i like the kansas state coach tang i know that was colin berenger he put a tweet up that was his number one was tang from k-state i like beard i know uh the esteemed ryan baker is a uh bruce pearl fan he likes guys that that take his take their shirt off at the age of 60 <laughs> is ed orgeron available i know it's the wrong sport but if you like guys who take their shirt off for no reason um I don't know. I, I don't think Bruce Pearl is going to happen, but I, I would like the K-State coach or I would like Chris Beard.
4: Well, let's talk about this for a second because it's an awkward situation with Ross Bjork coming in, right? And, you know, the AD turnover. So how does this work? Like, does it, does it end up because Ross Bjork technically doesn't start until the summer, right? So does Gene Smith fire him and then... Uh, how does the search committee work? Does Gene Smith look for the new coach? It's gotta be Ross Bjork's hire, right? Like, it has to be on him to pick the new head coach and I think that's a good thing okay I think that's a good thing because Ross Bjork is going to want to come in and make a huge statement right away he is not probably going to be like okay well well, let's find a guy out there no he's going to overpay he's going to find that big fish because look that's his first thing right that's the big move he's got to make and and some of the names that you threw out there I agree with now some of them I I think more realistically I think you also got to look potentially at Akron head coach John Gross he's a guy who was in this Ohio State program uh, under Thad, very successful. Went on to OU, was successful at OU. had a had a little bit of a up and down time at Illinois. Went back to Akron and has <laughs> been fantastic at Akron. Ryan Baker, what do you think of that idea? <laughs> you got to go bigger. This is Ohio State. Come on. He was downvoting no you like crazy No John over there. Gross.
5: He's a great guy. But, I mean, if we're going to go to the you past... Know, you
4: want Bruce Pearl, who's not coming here. Okay. You want a guy okay, who is 100% I'm- committed to Auburn and is not going to leave Auburn for Ohio State. But
5: I'm just saying, if I'm Ohio State and I could have my pick of anyone, that's who I'm going to go after. At oh, we're I'm doing going pick big- of
4: anyone. We're not doing realistic picks? No, but
5: I'm just saying, John Gruden. go no. big fish hunting if you're Ohio State. Go outside the box. Try to get someone big time. I mean, if... If I'm going to get John Gross, I'm just going to call Butler and bring Thad back.
4: Well, I wouldn't be totally against bringing Thad back either. A lot of Ohio State fans
3: were talking about that on our board on Bucknuts. I'm sure on Twitter slash X, there's a lot of like, bring Mata back. And didn't, isn't he coming off a pretty good win there? He is. And by the
4: way, I'm glad you brought up Thad because what he's done at Butler has been fantastic. I was watching. They had a double overtime victory yesterday over Villanova. And then they showed that locker room speech from Thad. And that was that was just classic Thad. I mean, it was fantastic. Now, some of the names that are being thrown out there that Sean Miller is a name that people are like, yeah, Sean Miller, by the way. He hasn't exactly been fantastic at Xavier. Not a very good year this year from Sean Miller, and you got a ton of baggage with Sean Miller. Yes, and you bring up Chris Beard. Chris Beard's at Ole Miss. That would be an interesting also hire. baggage. Also but, baggage. But not like, but I don't know. I he don't. Was I, cleared. I'd, I'd
3: have to. He was cleared. I'd have to like that. Would still need to be vetted. I want to throw that out there. But the, some baggage with Beard. But if that could get vetted, vetted and everything's okay, that would be my number one.
4: How about this name? How about the fact that uh, you've got Buzz Williams, who's at Texas A&M, and by the way, Ross Bjork is leaving Texas A&M. I like Buzz. I like Buzz. He did a great job at Marquette. He was at uh, Virginia Tech for a little bit, and now he's at Texas A&M. He's got personality. I feel like he would be a really good hire. I don't know if it makes sense for Rock. Ross Bjork to steal the guy from his former university and bring him to his current university, but we'll see on it's that. It's
3: cutthroat, baby. If he thinks he's the best, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I just don't know. I mean, I liked, you're right. I thought he did a good job at Marquette, and then since then,
4: so so. Is yeah. that fair enough to say with uh with Buzz? They, yeah, so so I, I think is fair. I mean, he took over a, a program that was really struggling with AM. And he he did the same thing with with Virginia Tech. I would be fine with a Buzz Williams. Now, look, if if you can go get Bruce Pearl, yeah, that'd be home run, grand slam, home run. I just don't know if it's realistic. It's still Ohio State basketball, where it is still gonna be number two to Ohio State football. And like the amount of money that it would take to get uh to get uh Bruce. Bruce Pearl out of Auburn would be absolutely ridiculous because, guys, we know Ohio State's going to have to pay Chris Holtman to go bye-bye.
3: $14 million, I believe, is That's the buyout. That's a lot, 14, yes. Well, if you're Ross Bjork, you're like, couch cushions. $14 <laughs> sure. million for a buyout? I'm more in the $75 million range usually for buying out coaches. That's one week for old Jimbo. Uh, oh, man. I mean, geez, it's it's just uh, it's sad. We can sit here and joke around. It's sad what's happened to Ohio State basketball. I mean, if they get... Um, like ten thousand fans over there now for a game. It's like, oh, they actually got into yeah to five digits. It's like, seriously, this is what's happened. Like, it's 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 embarrassing. There's no other word to use. It's embarrassing.
4: It is. And I, look, I'm going to put it this way: as a fan, I am like one of the most passionate OSU basketball fans there is. I I have I live and die by this team over twenty years. I had season tickets, and now we're at a point where I have hit such a low. Dave and Ryan, that it's hard for me to even watch these games. And this is this is someone who I looked forward to bringing my kids to every single home basketball game. I wanted to take them and it has just been so disappointing over these last two years. I don't even go anymore. I don't even go to the games because they are so embarrassingly bad. I don't want to like waste a night and guess what happens when I go to the shot? I get really pissed off. I get really angry in the seat and I don't want everybody around me to be miserable. So I don't even go anymore.
3: I almost said, like, you're the embodiment of the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. But you're like, no. It's it can be hate cuz you're, <laughs> you're yeah. you get mad. It's not you're not quite to the indifference stage yet, but uh Can I tell you one We
4: are to the uh talk about Go ahead. I want to tell one more quick story. Now, when Holtman was hired, I thought it was a good hire at the time because the the alternative seemed like it was going to be Greg McDermott. I agree and the first year was great. And I and the way he started out, first couple years, it was like, okay, Ohio State found the right guy. Yep. Now, it's time to cut bait and move on.
3: Yes, I mean, this is like year 7. Unbelievable. All right, up next, it's time to switch gears. We don't want to talk too much Ohio State basketball and just be depressed all show. So, we're going to talk NFL playoffs. It is championship Sunday, betting lines, and more coming at you next on The Money.
1: More of Hollywood Casinos casinos on The Money. On The Money.
2: Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
6: Coming
1: up on ONN. For the ones who work hard to
6: ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early,
1: to Hollywood Casino's On the Money. On the Money.
2: Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling from ONN. Welcome back to On the Money. It is Championship Sunday.
4: We've got two awesome games lined up in the NFL. Can't wait for both of these. And it's been wild because the Chiefs are now up to a four-and-a-half-point underdog in Baltimore, which is tied for the largest underdog that Mahomes has been in his career. This On The Money Action Update is brought to you by our friends at the Mobile Center. Broken Broken screen blues from throwing your phone after losing a bet? Visit a local Mobile Center store, and we're going to look now at the current Hollywood Casino Sportsbook Odds. For the championship games today, as I mentioned, Baltimore, a four and a half point home favorite minus 215 on the money line. The over under total is 44 and a half. If you like Mahomes to pull the upset and I will tell you the public does like that plus 180 on the money line for the Chiefs. And then your late championship game is San Francisco, a seven point favorite now over the Lions that one is minus 350 on the, on the money line for the 49ers. If you like the Lions to pull the upset today, you can get them at plus 280 on the money line. And the over under is 51 and And Dave, there is a bet for this Chiefs Ravens game that I really like. But I want to get your opinion on the game first. Where are you as far as betting Chiefs Ravens? The Chiefs are banged up. Uh, that that
3: concerns me. You're playing on the road. Um, you know the I know they looked good on the road last week. Obviously, but um, the Ravens are a step up compared to the Bills. And now the Chiefs are banged up. Is Thune, I know he's their most he's their highest paid offensive lineman. Do, do we consider him better than Creed Humphrey? He's at least their best or second best offensive lineman, and he's out. Okay, and who's been really really good for them in the playoffs the last couple of years? Pacheco, running back. He will play but he's dealing with a couple different injuries. Like he was questionable till yesterday. So I'm a little concerned about Pacheco being banged up. I'm definitely concerned about them losing either their best or their second best offensive lineman. Um, So I do think the Ravens are going to win this game. I'm going to stay away from the point spread, but if I had to, I'd probably lay the four and a half. And that does, that seems like you're laying like 14 and a half when you're you're facing Patrick Mahomes. But Scotty, I would probably lay, if I had to, I I would lay the four and a half rather than take um, Kansas City with the plus four and a half. I feel like the Ravens are going to win this game by a touchdown or more.
4: It's wild because going through the trends, you see how good Mahomes has been as an underdog. And I feel like I didn't learn my lesson from last week because I did take Buffalo to win that game. And we know that Mahomes was an underdog going into that game. But man, I, I, I'm i on the Ravens too. I really am. And and I, here's the bet that I like even better because I think there's a chance that uh, late in the game, Mahomes has that backdoor Cover. I actually like the Ravens minus two and a half for the first half. Couple reasons why. Generally, if the Chiefs win the coin toss. They prefer to have the ball in the second half. The other thing is I would be worried. Let's say the Ravens are up 10 late or they're up, uh, maybe they're up eight or nine or 10 or somewhere in that range. And Mahomes has the ball. He's going to go down and score and that four and a half is going to lose because of a backdoor cover. Like I, I, that's the kind of thing that I'm worried about with the four and a half, but I think the Ravens and they have been a fantastic first half team they generally get out quick now they didn't last week they didn't win on the spread last week against the texans and the reason why they didn't was because of a punt returned for a touchdown but man i like the first half because i think baltimore is going to get the ball and score early i really like that i might
3: just do because i i I like doing this in the super bowl like if you do stuff like that you're not waiting till the end of the game to see you know if a player prop cash and i don't know you can hit a player prop in the first half i like spreading it out as my point You can bet on the first quarter line, as you're doing. Bet on the halftime line, you know, stuff like that. And then it keeps it interesting throughout the game. Not that it wouldn't be interesting. It just keeps it more interesting, in my opinion. That's what I like to do with some of those props. Um, Yeah, I mean, hopefully I'm wrong. You know, hopefully I'll be rooting for the Chiefs. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm concerned about with them being banged up and the Ravens are getting healthy at the right time. They're getting Andrews back today.
4: Now, let me bring up the weather too, because that's something you always want to take a peek at. It looks like this afternoon, three o'clock, we're looking at potential rain throughout the game with the Ravens chiefs. It's going to be not, not crazy cold. Like we've seen a lot of these playoff games in the past, 10 mile an hour wins. So I'm kind of looking at maybe maybe taking the props on Lamar and his rushing yards. I was a little bit surprised. Remember last week he ran for a hundred yards and that was a huge part of the game. The over under this week is 60. So I kind of like that maybe as an over as a play for a player prop. Is there a prop that you're looking at? Maybe a player prop, maybe Pacheco. I know you've been on him in the past. He's a little banged up. What do you like player prop wise?
3: I'm so glad you asked me. Yes. I've been on like Pacheco made me money in the Super Bowl last year. Um He made me money last week on rushing yards. Now he's banged up, though. I might go, Edward Zolaire's been a bust as a first-round pick, but his over-under for rushing yards today is 7.5. Wow. Can he get eight rushing yards? I think so with Pacheco banged up. And I, it's weird, not because like, Pacheco's over-under. I mean, you can bet on various ones. I, I think the one that's closest to even money is like right around 64 yards. Normally, I would pounce on that. But with him being banged up and the Ravens being good on defense, I think I might take Edwards a over seven and a half rushing yards. Doesn't take much. Doesn't take much. All right, up next, we're going to get into Lions 49ers. But when we first come back, we're going to play a... Quick and interesting interview from Chris Holtman last night that's coming up next on The Money. This is Hollywood
1: Casino's On The Money. On The Money,
2: presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling
1: from ONN.
7: Hey folks, it's game day and the betting's going to be intense, Drew. You said it, Dave. But a good pre-game routine keeps betting responsible. That's right. You got to pause before you play. Good call. Sports betting is hot. But it can be risky. And pausing to set limits is an all-star move. That's right, Dave. If you bet on sports, pause before you play. To set limits, recognize the risk, and know when to stop. Learn more at pausebeforeyouplay.org.
8: The spotted lanternfly is an invasive plant hopper native to Eastern Asia. Today, it's found in 14 states, including Ohio. The beautifully colored insects bring stress to the host plant, often contributing to its decline. Juvenile spotted lanternflies known as nymphs and adults prefer to feed on the invasive tree of heaven, but also feed on a wide range of crops, plants, and trees. If you suspect a spotted lanternfly infestation, contact an ISA-certified arborist near you. To learn more, visit Trees4Ohio.org. That's Trees4Ohio.org.
9: Do you want a job that is flexible, secure, and fun? It also offers excellent pay and is ranked as one of the best jobs in America, too. I'm talking about being a dental hygienist. And all you have to do is complete a two-year program after high school. Visit ODA.org to learn more and to start helping people love their smile. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association ever thought about having a
10: podiatric physician examine your feet? Doctors of podiatric medicine set broken bones, perform wound care, and remove bunions. Common health issues that they treat include ingrown or fungal nails, horns, warts, and skin problems like athlete's foot. Foot exams are easy and can prevent many foot problems. If you can't walk, work, or enjoy sports activities without pain, what are you waiting for? To find a podiatric physician who is a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association, visit associationsadvanceohio.com.
11: The Fan, Ohio
2: Sports Destination.
11: You're listening to
1: Hollywood Casino's On the Money. On the Money.
2: Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling
3: on ONN. Welcome back to the show. This was no hyperbole. That was the most embarrassing Ohio State basketball game that I can remember. Most embarrassing. Lose to Northwestern's a good team, but to lose by 25 and you had to like whittle it down to get it to 25 (laughs) like you're losing by 35 You just get absolutely and you know northwestern was favored but just by three all right so we have comments from chris holtman after the game last night this is courtesy of the ohio state basketball radio network on learfield hit it ryan
12: yeah no give them credit they give them credit We, we certainly have to be better but give them credit they played really well really well Coach,
1: when you have a, a young team like you have, and and dealing with a, a loss like of this nature, what what's the message to try to you know keep them positive and get them ready for the
12: next ball game? Well, as you guys know, we got a quick turnaround against Illinois, so I think it's uh, it's going to be a test of who we are, uh, Ron, as a group right now to to be able to respond here, and uh, as coaches, we're going to have to figure some things out here. Um, and um, you know, obviously, be much better uh, against uh, against Illinois. So that's what's in front of us. You're right. It's uh, I think we've got to be able to uh, we've got to be able to find that uh, find that inside us right now and be able to respond better than what we what we did here tonight.
6: Chris, we could see being next to you here at the bench that in the second half, even with the score was what it is, important for guys just to continue to play through the plan and, and go through what was being passed along to them.
12: Yeah, no, I think I thought uh, I thought for the most part. You know, we had some we had some different lineups in there, but for the most part, um, you know, we were able to do that. I think just in general, um, you know, we just we weren't able to get a, nearly enough stops. and We tried about every ball screen coverage possible. So um, we've got to play with more fight and more force on that end for sure. And we've got to help them as coaches.
1: Yeah, well, coach, when you look at this Big Ten, we've talked about it before. So many quality teams in Northwestern. You know, they beat uh, they beat Illinois. They come here playing at home. Uh, just talk about how what's some of the strengths that they have
12: well they shoot it really well and they're they're obviously really old they start four four seniors and they're led by a fifth year senior and and boo booey and uh, you know they do a lot of they do a, obviously a lot of things that older teams do they do a lot of really good things uh <laughs> but they shot it particularly well tonight
6: chris was this a situation where especially with the way your team got to the free throw line where maybe that's a possible area to try and chip away at this thing with scoring with a clock stop
12: yeah it was something we need to do better for sure and uh I think we did do that better tonight. If there's a positive to take from this, and there aren't many, that's certainly one of them is being able to get to the free throw line a little bit more. I thought Roddy did. uh got to the line more, which was good as, as well as Bruce. Oh, Jesus. Gosh, this is where we're at.
3: We're laughing. Uh, oh, gosh, you have to laugh so you don't cry.
4: Yeah. How are they a th- only a three-point underdog? And by the way, whatever that spread is against Illinois, Take the Illini, right? I mean, I who knows what that spread will be? I assume Illinois will be an eight to ten point favorite. I would think. More because than that, right? I, I texted Timmy this because, because, <laughs> uh, Timmy Hall does the post game show after, after the games. And first off, I, I said, Timmy, I'm voting you employee of the month just for having to deal with post game shows after all these games. But I, I texted him and I said, Gosh, what do you even ask? Because he had an assistant coach on after. And I said, Do you say, Hey, did the team just quit for tonight or is the team just quitting for the entire season at this point? Because that's how ugly this. This whole week was by the way, the team quit uh, against Nebraska in the last game too. I mean, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. Look, Dale Bonner is out there and I, I hate to rip on individual players, but Dale Bonner's out there. And when he throws up a three-point shot, I believe it should count for a point if he just hits rim, because he is that bad of a shooter. I mean, it is disgusting. When that ball goes up, I'm like, oh my gosh, please hit something. Please hit something. It's like
3: he shoots like with one
4: of those t-shirt launchers. You know? <laughs> yes. It's like, bam! I'm like, oh. oh my God, that just broke the backboard. It's brutal. It's brutal. And and here's what really, really set me over the edge during the week this week, because Chris Holtman was, uh, had an interview and was talking on a, on a Big Ten media outlet and said, I this is a quote, obviously it's been a minute since we've won a game on the road, so we've experienced the struggles like a lot of programs around the Big Ten have. And I am just so sick of those excuses. Look, I went through every single Big Ten team. Every single Big Ten team has a legit road win except for Ohio State and Rutgers this year. Now, Rutgers won a neutral site game against Seton Hall, but every other team in the Big Ten has a road win. Ohio State hasn't had one. He said, it's been a minute. Actually, Chris, it's been over a half million minutes since you've won a game on the road. I literally went down minutes in a day, went all the way back to January 1st of last year, counted the minutes. It's like five hundred sixty thousand minutes since you've won a road game he he meant in dog years yeah that's a minute (laughs) in dog years skinny scotty
3: vegas is now mathematician scotty vegas as well he's multifaceted my friends
5: you guys are being harsh i mean every team they play is really good i mean penn state had the best backcourt in the history of backcourts (laughs) so i I don't know why you guys are being so hard
3: he did talk about that after they blew that 18 point lead to penn state was like well they do have this fantastic backcourt, one of the best in college. But we're like, what?
5: Guys, Holman did it a little bit there. He was like, we got to do a better job coaching everything in these press conferences right now. It shouldn't be about anything else other than we have to do better coaching these guys. All right,
3: I'm going to stick this pen in the side of my neck if we keep talking about Ohio State basketball. So up next, can the storybook season for the Detroit Lions continue today against the 49ers? That's up next on The Money.
1: Hollywood casinos, casinos on the money. money, on the money,
2: presented by Ohio for responsible gambling, coming
1: up on
6: ONN. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra
1: mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the
5: ones who get it done.
1: Now back to Hollywood Casinos on
2: the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling
4: from ONN. You know who's been an absolute cash cow? It's the Detroit Lions and I'll explain in just a second. This on the money action update is brought to you by our friends at the mobile center. Want to watch the big game during your kids exciting sporting events or bored at work? Then pick up a portable charger at the mobile center. So you'll never run out of the juice. Now let's look at the current Hollywood casino sportsbook odds for the football games today. You've got the Ravens, a four and a half point favorite over the Chiefs. And then you've got in the NFC, you've got the Lions, a seven point underdog to San Francisco. But guys, the Lions against the spread have been unbelievable. They're 13 and six against the spread this season. Since the start of last season, they're 25 and 11 against the spread. And over the last three years, 36 and 17 against the spread. Just absolutely unbelievable. It's the best three year stretch against the spread for any team since the Patriots 2016 to 2018. They went 40 and 17 against the spread. So they have been a cash cow. If you have been constantly betting the Detroit Lions, they've been coming through for you. And I got a little question for you, Dave. Can you name for me the last team that was a seven or more point underdog? To win in their conference championship game, the Cincinnati Bengals two Bam. years ago. Yes, sir. The Bengals were a seven-point underdog to the Chiefs. They won twenty-seven twenty-four. I knew you'd get that right away. That, I thought, that was a softball.
3: And I actually thought I would have. Well, I would have got, got this wrong. I actually thought they were like an eight-point. I thought it was actually higher. But um yeah, it was funny that you brought that up. I was just about to say, like, this reminds me a lot of the Bengals two years ago. N- of course first and foremost of course them being in the championship game we'll see if they can get to the Super Bowl but remember the Bengals had some crazy crazy record against the spread that year too might be even better than what the Lions had this year and I remember you and I talking before that season the Bengals basically were favored to win two games all year according to the look ahead lines
4: forgot about that we went through that
3: preseason and that's why I think and you just mentioned like the Lions record against the spread this year I believe the Bengals record was even better against the spread which is crazy so it reminds me a lot there's a lot of parallels and listen, the 49ers are banged up. The 49ers are not a juggernaut. Uh, Again, to use a Bengals example, when they actually had a healthy Joe Burrow, the Bengals went to San Francisco, Santa Clara, and blew out the 49ers. I will say this. 49ers are a different team with Debo and they're getting Debo back. So that's huge if you're the 49ers. Not good for the Lions because when the Bengals played them in Santa Clara, they didn't have Debo. They didn't have Debo last week and they struggled. They're completely different with Debo. Now, is he going to be 100%? No. But when you don't have Debo, then the defense can put more, you know, uh, emphasis on slowing down McCaffrey, Iuke, and Kittle. Now you got Debo. It's like more like pick your poison, you know? So, uh, if he's at least reasonably healthy that's bad news for Detroit. Um if I didn't so far I don't have any betting. Well, I guess I do kind of have a betting interest today on the, on the 49ers. But if I didn't have a betting interest on this, I'd be rooting for the Lions. I love the story. I'm happy for Lions fans. I do think the 49ers are going to win, but I think we're in for a good game. I hope we are.
4: So, I'm on the 49ers to win the Super Bowl this year. <clears throat> I've had them as a futures bet as soon as you know, Ohio State's odds. I, I felt really good about some of the offseason moves they were making. I put Ohio State to win it all with the 49ers to win it all. I, I disagree with you a teeny bit about, you know, that they're not a juggernaut. I think this is such a really good, talented 49ers team that I look across the board, Dave, and I think the 49ers are better than the Lions at just about every single position on the field. The one argument I, I, I could see going the other way is Jared Goff versus Brock Purdy. I think that one's pretty close but man across the board and I know uh, St. Brown is fantastic as well but I'd still probably take Debo and Iuke as far as a wide O-line? receiver. but about group?
3: O-line with was Sewell and I yeah. think Jonah Jackson might be. Jackson Taylor is Decker. out. Jackson's out. Taylor Decker. I like their center. Yeah. Rag now but like Sewell and, and like the Bengals made the right choice by getting Chase over. That was the big debate but Sewell's now turned out to be a stud like he's made still I think the Bengals made the right choice obviously with Jamar Chase. Sewell's made the Pro Bowl. The last two years including this one so I would give the offensive line the advantage for the lions. Is that fair?
4: Yes, but here's where I see a big issue for the Lions is they give up so many passing yards. That defense, that secondary, it has been a real struggle. Even the last three games, they've been winning games, but they give up so many passing yards. I think it was 315 yards per game over the last three games. That's a ton of yards to give up. So I'm worried about that end. I actually am looking at that game, and I kind of like Iyuk a little bit. We know Debo's a little banged up. I'm looking at Iyuk's number but I really also you know who's been playing really well George Kittle you go back through his last five games he's been going over his over under total on uh, receiving yards for today is just around 50 so if you can get that i love the over on george kittle for uh for playing prop
3: yeah and uh i would uh, maybe hit the under on debo or stay away from it because with him being banged up it could be like because they weren't sure if he was going to play so this could be one of those things where if he gets hit again boom he could be out of the game so even if you're a big Debo fan, don't take the over on Debo would be my advice. So watch him go off for like 100 yards. Now that I'm saying, I think the over under is right around like 60 yards or something like that for Debo 64, something like that.
4: Yep. And when we come back, we're going to get it back into Ohio State football. We've gone about 40 minutes without talking Ohio State football. We got to talk Ohio State and then Michigan has their new head coach. We'll talk about that as well. This is On The Money.
2: This is Hollywood Casinos on the Money. On the Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
0: From ONN. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones
1: who get it done. You're listening to Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money.
2: Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling on
1: ONN.
3: Welcome back to the show. Dave Biddle, Scotty Vegas, Ryan Baker. We're gonna talk some Ohio State football this segment it's rare we get uh what about 43 minutes into our show before we talk any Ohio State football but here we are um man a lot of great news for Ohio State this month to say the least if you take away 2003 when they won the you know the the 2002 national championship early in in that month of January you take away uh, January of 2015 when the Buckeyes won the 2014 national championship, you take those off the table. This has been the best January uh, in Ohio State football history, in my opinion. Maybe you got to take Jim Trestle's hiring off the board too. But this is—it's been one thing after another. We're going to get to that. All the great stuff that's happened for Ohio State this off season. But I do want to talk about their rivals to the north. Um, obviously, Harbaugh's off to the Chargers. We talked about that throughout the show on Wednesday, and we. You know, we thought that Sharon Moore was pretty much a shoe-in. You guys were both like, let's hope that happens. Yeah. And maybe he'll do good there. Well, I don't know. And I think, you know, not that they were forced to do it, but I think he earned the job. But the more I think about him with you guys, I'll be surprised if he's, you know, really a home run hire there, especially when you got sanctions coming down. He's never been a head coach before. And trust me, I get the parallels with Ryan Day. I get it. But still, I mean, Ryan Day at least had like, a lot of coordinator experience had been in the NFL for a couple years. You know, had really like re- reinvented the Ohio State offense. Now Sharon Moore's done a good job. You know, as interim head coach, he did a good job. Beat Penn State and Ohio State. Um, now Harbaugh was coaching through the week. Did a great job at their offensive line. They won the Joe Moore, Moore Joe Moore Award as the college football's best offensive line two straight years. His first two years as O line coach. But I'm with you guys. I'll be surprised if this is. We look back on this is like, yeah, that was a great hire for Michigan.
4: Yeah, and and look at the situation he's going into. I think this is going to be really tough. Obviously, you have whatever NCAA sanctions are going to come down eventually. Maybe they're harsh, maybe they're not, but you know, it's still out there. The fact that they're going to have such a tough schedule next year. I mean, it is brutal. Like they had such a cupcake non-conference this year, and it was an easy road all the way until Ohio. They played Penn State and Ohio State late in the year. But they have a brutal schedule next year, and I love that. And then lastly, they're losing so much talent. I mean, a lot of the reason they were so successful is because they had so many seniors, so many guys who had come back for another year that could have gone. And so, look, I I think it's going to be a tough job. And to be honest, as an Ohio State fan, I just kind of wonder – First-time head coach, young. I think it's going to be a really, really tough job. Now he might succeed. We'll see. I just think he's coming into really tough circumstances. Now, we talk about Ohio State. This is how good the offseason for Ohio State has been, Dave. Ohio State's odds after that Cotton Bowl to win the national championship for next year when it was first released, they were 8-1. to Okay, and then some positive news started to trickle out. They got down to plus 750. And then the Caleb Downs news came out, and that was uh about a week ago now, a little over a week ago, and Ohio State went down to 6 to 1. Now, more news is coming out. Obviously, guys coming back, all that good stuff. Ohio State now to win the national championship is plus 425. So you have seen those odds just constantly go down, 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 down. So now plus 425 very close to to Georgia cuz Georgia is the favorite still at plus 360.
3: So we ranked our favorite offseason moves on Wednesday's show. By the way, I stole that for one of my podcasts on Bucknuts. Oh nice. Yeah, I, I have to do a lot of podcasts. So I sometimes I like, you know, I'm searching for ideas. I'm, I'm yeah. just going to steal the idea from Wednesday's show. So what's funny about it when whatever you come up with. Like I think my number 1 is Everybody pulling in the same direction finally, you know boosters getting ticked off and the money's there every everything's kind of come together there But there's so many the caleb downs all the guys coming back. There's so many here's my point normally Bill O'Brien coming here as offensive coordinator and also what that represents, Ryan Day taking a step back, becoming a CEO, would be the number one story of January. To use an old newspaper term, it's like below the fold with everything else that's going on. What is that, like fifth in the pecking order? It's insane, Scotty.
4: Yeah, it is. It is. It's 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 wild. And you know, I was listening to Tyvis in, in our show before this, and Tivis Powell was talking about how that motivation for Ohio State is at an all time high because your rivals just won the national championship. And I will say, I think that's probably played a big fact in raising money for NIL. Look, the NIL, I think it was the foundation just did a match program where they basically took a a long weekend and whatever was donated, there was a match and it was a huge number and that number continues to grow. So people are angry that the rivals won a national championship and it's motivated people to donate. And the night of the national championship, I was thinking the same thing I was like, if you don't ever want to see anything like this again, we got to step up and start actually contributing and, and, and doing big things here. And, and people were donating. And I think that night was a big reason why.
3: I, I definitely think Michigan winning the national championship and beating Ohio State three straight years was a huge reason why. I've also heard a factor here with the boosters getting ticked off and just coming together was the Cotton Bowl. What, what an embarrassment that yeah. was. You know, and I know, you know Ohio State had a bunch of guys sitting out. The quarterback gets hurt. I get all that. But still, they were still embarrassed. Whatever it takes for the boosters to all get on the same page and start like just you know dropping money into the collectives and just Ohio State in general, I'm here for it. All right, up next, what's gonna happen with Bill Belichick? What's gonna happen with Mike Vrabel? Are they gonna take the year off? Are they gonna get one of these final two gigs that's open in the NFL? That's coming up next on the money.
2: More of Hollywood Hollywood Casinos casinos on on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible
9: Gambling.
1: Coming up on ONN.
9: Do you want a job that is flexible, secure, and fun? It also offers excellent pay and is ranked as one of the best jobs in America, too. I'm talking about being a dental hygienist. And all you have to do is complete a two-year program after high school. Visit ODA.org to learn more and to start helping people love their smile. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. Have you ever thought about having a
10: podiatric physician examine your feet? Doctors of podiatric medicine set broken bones, perform wound care, and remove bunions. Common health issues that they treat include ingrown or fungal nails, horns, warts, and skin problems like athlete's foot. Foot exams are easy and can prevent many foot problems. If you can't walk, work, or enjoy sports activities without pain, what are you waiting for? To find a podiatric physician who is a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association, visit associationsadvanceohio.com.
8: The spotted lanternfly is an invasive plant hopper native to Eastern Asia. Today, it's found in 14 states, including Ohio. The beautifully colored insects bring stress to the host plant, often contributing to its decline. Juvenile spotted lanternflies, known as nymphs, and adults prefer to feed on the invasive tree of heaven, but also feed on a wide range of crops, plants, and trees. If you suspect a spotted lanternfly infestation, contact an ISA-certified arborist near you. To learn more, visit That's trees 4 trees That's number 4 ohioorg
7: Hey folks, it's game day and the betting's going to be intense, Drew. You said it, Dave, but a good pregame routine keeps betting responsible. That's right, you got to pause before you play. Good call. Sports betting is hot, but it can be risky. And pausing to set limits is an all-star move. That's right, Dave. If you bet on sports, pause before you play. To set limits, recognize the risk, and know when to stop.
11: Learn more at pausebeforeyouplay.org.
1: the, the, the fan. The fan. Ohio's sports destination. Now back to Hollywood Casinos on the Money. On the Money. Presented
2: by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. From ONN. So it wasn't
3: a surprise when Bill Belichick was not retained by the Patriots or decided to move on. Whatever you want to know. It was it was amicable, it seems like. I like how they both handled it in a high class fashion and the question then was like well, where's he gonna end up he's yep. definitely gonna end up somewhere right is it gonna be the Falcons no <laughs> is it gonna be the Chargers no now it's like he's probably not gonna coach next year um you look at the betting odds as you have in our show sheet here Scotty um it's two to one that he's not gonna coach yeah if you want to say yes he's gonna coach next year it's plus 150 minus 200 if uh you want to say no he's not gonna coach next year so That's flipped big
4: time. Yeah, it's wild, right, to think that Bill Belichick couldn't land the Falcons job. I mean, that is just, you think about it and it's like, really? The greatest coach of all time, arguably maybe, in the NFL Couldn't land the Atlanta Falcons job and Raheem Morris did and Raheem Morris is the new head coach there. Yeah, it's wild. But I will say this. I mean, you look at the last several years. It's been a mess there and uh, with New England and obviously a lot of the credit for the New England success goes to Tom Brady. Bill Belichick is older, right? He's in his 70s. So, you know, maybe it makes sense that this guy the game has passed him by a little bit. How about Pete Carroll too? Pete Carroll has been had a very successful uh, career both in college and in NFL. He's out <laughs> there and he's has said he wants to coach again and he's available. So, it's it's a wild time, but these teams, I think, are starting to trend towards the younger coaches. You know, they're looking, instead of looking for the next Bill Belichick now, they're looking for the Sean McVeigh's. You know, those brilliant offensive mind, those brilliant young coordinators that go on and can be good head coaches. And, you know, I think that's kind of the trend in the NFL, more so than bringing a coach who's in his 70s to coach these kids. Like Brian Callahan going to the Titans, former Bengals offensive coordinator. He's 39.
3: The guy that got the Panthers job, guys, and I follow the NFL. It's like I love the NFL. I had never even heard of this guy who was the the Buccaneers offensive coordinator. Then I, I didn't feel so bad once I reached. He had been the Buccaneers offensive coordinator for one year. Mm-hmm. And I, I know he did a good job with Baker, but really, Panthers? I mean, maybe he'll end up being like, you know, the next Sean McVay, as you said. But um, you're right. I mean, that's been the trend. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, if I'm the Titans, I'm a little worried about that. I mean, Brian Callahan didn't even call plays for the Bengals, so I don't know. Um, Mike Vrabel, let's talk about that. Looked like he was just going to be a superstar head coach, right? I mean, he took the uh, Titans to the NFC championship game a few years ago and then was the number one seed in the playoffs two years ago, did get upset by the Bengals, um, but still had a tremendous regular season again to be the number one seed in the AFC two years later. He's out of a job. Power struggle there with the owner. I thought someone would gobble him up. But to your point, now, he's a he's young, relatively speaking, for a coach. I think Vrabes is probably 49, 50 at the oldest. Uh, I think he's 49. Um, but he's not an offensive guy. I think they're looking for young offensive guys.
4: Can I ask you this? Uh, do you think there's any possibility, if Vrabel is not hired in one of these last jobs, is there any possibility that Mike Vrabel comes back to college as an analyst, not as a not as a coach, but kind of like one of those coaches that that spends a year as a defensive analyst, maybe for Ohio State or even maybe for his buddy Luke Fickle at Wisconsin? Because I could see maybe no recruiting. He We know he doesn't want to recruit, but maybe come back to Columbus and be one of those defensive analyst coaches.
3: I could see it, and you're right. I'm glad, I'm glad you, because I was getting ready to say no, because a lot of people are like, could Vrabel be the next head coach if Ryan Day moves on? Like, no, because he hates recruiting. Um, but you're right. As an analyst, he would just be there to help out. It would be a one-year stopover. We see it all the time. Now, I will say this about Vrabel. He's got a big ego. Big. Like A lot of these analysts are guys, not always. I mean, Staben had had a lot of guys that had big egos, too. But like the guys at Ohio State right now that are analysts are just like, you know, not that I don't have any ego, but a guy like like Joe Philbin is over there as an analyst. It yes. couldn't be a nicer guy. I, my point is, I would I would have a tough time imagining Mike Vrabel just being an analyst Maybe. now that he's been an NFL head coach. But who knows?
4: Maybe for his buddy Luke Fickle at Wisconsin, though.
3: No, as you mentioned, that would be I could see that because yeah. they're they are they are best friends. They are best men in each other's wedding and all that jazz. All right, the first hour of the show is in the books. If you are listening on the fan, stick around for the second hour. This is on the money.
1: Dave Biddle places over-unders on how many traffic lights he hits coming into the studio. This is On The Money.
2: Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
3: Welcome back to On The Money. 97.1 The Fan. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by skinny Scotty Vegas. Right. Looking good over there. We got producer Ryan Baker at the controls. Not so skinny, (laughs) and you're not. You're just a. You're just built. Yeah, you're stout. You're not like as. as, Oh, you just look like a like a like you'd be like a like a first of all guy that no one would want to mess with. You look like a bouncer.
5: As my buddy always used to say, "Mama says I'm husky.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You're, You're big boned." You just look uh, like you work out. You're just a big dude, man. You just look like a uh, you know you're in good shape. All right, here we go. It's time for the parlay party. Hit it, Ryan. <laughs> All right, parlay parties where we celebrate anything we want to celebrate. Could be a nice parlay that we hit. Could be anything at all. Scotty Vegas, my friend, what are you celebrating?
4: All right, first off, I am celebrating the fact that I, so I've so i been coaching my daughter's basketball team. And uh, this is my second year doing it. I will tell you, before yesterday, my coaching record was 0-9. Okay, I uh, unfortunately had not uh, had the taste of victory as a coach. They stacked the rosters, though, you told me, right? Yes, There's like time. Girls,
3: they stacked the rosters, but. But this year,
4: we got our first win yesterday, and we did it in emphatic. Uh, fashion, because we scored twenty eight points. The other team scored six. Oh, that's it a blowout twenty eight to six. And my girls, they have improved like crazy. Uh, I can't wait. We're gonna win a championship this year, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, Maybe you can be man? the next
5: basketball coach at Ohio State. Oh, <laughs> Why not?
4: <laughs> I'm seeing I'm seeing some player development
3: there. Yeah, that's right. Daughter Vegas that's is that right. oh, nah, scoring touch. They scored four touchdowns in that game.
4: Yes, it was fantastic, and and we did a little celebration after the game. So so had a lot of fun with that. Youth sports is just great. You know, you love being a part of it and uh, so that's one thing I'm celebrating. The other thing, guys... This is such an awesome day. I mean, let's enjoy this day because we get back-to-back fantastic football games. Let's not think about the fact that, you know, after this day, we're down to only one football game left this year. Let's just enjoy the day. That's how I feel. I'm building up player prop parlays. I'm doing fun uh, bets today. This is the day to enjoy in football. Ryan, what are you celebrating on this Sunday? All right, guys. Well, I'm still basking
5: in the glow of last NFL weekend. Man, that I have a good weekend betting on the NFL. Uh, You you guys know I've been back in the Chiefs, uh, so I'm going to stay with that today still. It won me a lot of money last weekend, so uh, let's hope that goes the same here today. The golf show is this weekend in Columbus. I went over there Friday night with my dad. Today, him and I are going to go back. I think I'm going to pick up some new irons today, so uh, I need to uh, get my game ready so I can challenge Scotty Vegas on the course this summer a little bit. (laughs) And then, guys, you know, um, actually, my buddy that I just talked about who said, Mama says I'm Husky. He's a good friend of mine. He lives in Kansas City. We meet up sometimes halfway in St. Louis, so we're doing that Tuesday night. Unfortunately, we're going to the Jackets game while they're in St. Louis. I don't know why we're doing that, but we're going to Gonna have a good time, a good little uh, midweek trip to see my friends. So that's good, Dave. What are you celebrating?
3: Did you notice? I mean, Ryan wins a lot of money. Then he's talking about like going and buying golf clubs. Right. Makes a lot of sense, right? Must be nice. Uh, and he sent us. That's he, what you got to do, right? He sent us what he wants. He can buy like a lot hey, of golf clubs. He's on the Scotty Vegas playing There, we'd
5: be buying some nice clubs if Fantilli would have got me a point oh, last night. Yeah, jeez.
3: <laughs> okay, I hate to even mention this now. My, I'm celebrating the fact that uh, when the jackets are up four to one. And the Canucks were getting plus nine hundred money. You did what you should. I might have put a little money on the Canucks, and they, of course, came Uh back and beat the Jackets five to four. What odds did you get? Plus nine hundred.
4: Oh my gosh!
3: Plus nine hundred. Didn't bet a lot, but still got a decent amount because of plus nine hundred. (sighs) What was the score at that point? That you took it four to one entering the third period. So at the second intermission, they're up 4-1. to one.
5: I got plus 750 at that point, so Dave got better odds. It's funny because... You
3: texted plus 750, and I looked at my app, and I, te- I, I, I texted
4: you back, plus 900. Ryan texted us before the night and said, hey, what if we do a Buckeye basketball and Blue Jackets to win parlay? And it was like 7-1. to one. And, you're, Silence on our end. <laughs> and, and yes, he did not get a I single bl- response. No, I blame no. Tyvus
5: for
3: that. And That's he's Tivis usually story. the one to say, like, what are you doing betting on Ohio State men's basketball? And then he was like, what do you guys think about a little parlay with Ohio State men's basketball <laughs> and the jackets? Like, how about we just go jump off a bridge instead? We think not. <laughs> and I'm also celebrating I I hit, speaking of betting against my own teams, hit a uh, Northwestern money line. I should have done the point spread. It was a three-way parlay, plus I got the 50% boost. So I got Northwestern on the money line. I got Boo Booey over 17.5 points, which was not looking good for a while. He had zero with like a minute left in the first half. They had four at halftime, but he ended up getting 19. And then I had Bruce Thornton over 13.5 I hit that three-leg parlay. Beautiful. Um, I also hit another one that was just Northwestern money line. just period. Again, I should have done the point spread, but I'll take it. I've now learned, and it's another thing I'm celebrating. I'm never complaining about bets that I win where I'm like, oh, I should have bet more because here's why. I'm celebrating every win because here's why. I lose plenty. <laughs> I just need to enjoy when I win. I'm not going to be like, man, I should have bet. Instead of betting 10, I should have bet 20. Or instead of 20, I should have bet 50. No. If I win, I'm celebrating because I lose plenty.
4: That is fantastic advice, Dave, because I fall down that same trap where it's like, oh, yes, I won the bet. Man, why didn't I go with 100 bucks instead of 50 or something like that? And then, you know, you just go down that road and you don't celebrate the victory. So, Dave, you won no matter what you put in. You celebrate the fact that you want to bet because there's so many betting losses. You got to celebrate the wins no matter what they are instead of thinking, oh, it could have been this. It could have been that. Uh, I'm glad you celebrated that. Now, Ryan and I both have devastating losses from yesterday, both different sports. Ugh. Mine was in the golf world, guys. I was all set up. Nikolai Hoigard uh, was about to win. <laughs> was about to win at Torrey Pines uh, on his <laughs> on yeah, on eighteen, uh, and uh, the dude who ended up winning ended up hitting like a eleven foot putt at the very end, and uh, it would have given me a humongous amount of money on the Lions today. So unfortunately, that ended up not happening. It was a bad beat because it looked like towards the end there, it was looking like Hoygard could get into the playoff and win and it didn't come through. So that was a bad beat for me. But the worst beat was for you, Ryan. You got to tell your Fantelli oh. story. So I had a, you know, sometimes
5: I'll cook up these crazy in-game parlays and I'm just going through and looking at stuff with Jackets games. Like I really think this could happen and it starts adding up and adding up. So I ended up with like a nine leg parlay, <laughs> and with like a DraftKings bonus on there, it was like an eighty percent profit boost or Ooh. something. So I end up with this five dollar bet that if it wins, hits for one thousand four hundred forty dollars. And I'm like, okay, it's just five bucks. Why not? So I'm going through and just check checking boxes on this thing. So I get down to the only thing I need in this bet is Fantilli to score. That's all I need to get a point. A point, yeah. Not even just an assist. And he's buzzing around at the end of the game, and they got him out there in overtime, and I'm like, this is going to happen. I mean, he's all over the place, and unfortunately he didn't. But, man. What a story that would have been.
4: Good time now to remind everybody that sports are fast. <laughs> Betting shouldn't be, which is why it's important to set limits, <laughs> note the risks, and pause before you play. To learn more, visit pausebeforeyouplay.org.
3: Seriously, and don't do stupid things like um, some people I know where if you do get lucky and you win a big bet, then you think, oh, house money, now I'm just going to be reckless. You don't think you're being reckless. All of a sudden, you win a nice bet. Enjoy uh, it. Enjoy it, and and don't don't be like okay. Now I've got like free money here. I'm just gonna like you know get, <laughs> yeah. be a little bit more loose. You still are making bets you think have a good chance of winning. Obviously, you wouldn't bet them. But I notice if I hit a bet. I had a good, nice parlay. I got a little more extra money, and then I get a little bit more loose with my bets. Don't do that. And another thing that that I I really i mentioned this on the show, but I haven't talked about it in a while. Go with what you know. What was Ryan was a hair away from turning five bucks into fourteen hundred. Why? Because he knows the Blue Jackets really well. He know, he's a diehard Blue Jackets fan. And he loves sports betting. He knows more than the than the odds makers. He knows more than the AI bots. If you know a lot about like a niche sport. Golf is a great example. Scotty knows so much about live betting and golf. A sports book kicked him off of their app because he was making too much money. Three of them did. Go with what you know. I I found myself, like when I go with what I know, a team I know really well, obviously it's not foolproof. I have a higher percentage. I, I don't know what the exact number is. I definitely have a higher percentage of winning my bets. And I'm just like, you know what? I want to get a little action on this because I don't really know too much about these two teams, but I want a little action on it. I do so much better when I bet on my teams and often often it's betting against my teams
4: it's that's so very well said and we know our teams and we know to bet against ohio state basketball now right that so right. whatever that line is uh, against ohio state illinois you didn't learn that last year go the other way yeah we should have learned that one it took me one. a
3: while this year but i finally learned last
5: year was way better
4: because they kept favoring them somehow all year long well, and Ryan, Ohio State was only a three-point underdog. I think it was three-and-a-half, but three-and-a-half-point yeah. underdog yesterday to Northwestern on the road. Ohio State hasn't won a road game in over 560,000 minutes, and they expected them to be in that game last <laughs> night. I love that you days. did the math on yeah. that. That's yeah. so funny. Well, I, I was in the basement. <laughs> and you heard, it's been a minute. Uh, and, I, and I I read the quote that... that Chris Holtman said, it's been a minute since we've won on the road. And it's just the fire came coming out of my ears. I was so angry reading that quote that I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to count up how many minutes it's actually been. And it's been over a half million minutes since Ohio State has won a true road game in basketball but i love the advice that you're giving you know and you keep learning as sports bettors because one thing that i've learned is uh i've got a brother-in-law who just kind of recently once the the legalization of sports gambling happened in ohio he started getting into it and he has a good little strategy of when he wins his bet he takes the money out of his account that kind of takes out that Temptation of, Oh, I just won a $500 bet. I'm going to take that. Well, he, he, he typically takes like 400 of it out and leaves the 100 back in. And then once you leave that, then you're only playing with that 100 and you've got that 400 that you're banking. So that's a good advice too, is instead of leaving that money in the account that you feel like you can just play with, play with, you can withdraw from these accounts. That's what, that's what's great about these legalized sports gambling Like you don't have to wait. Like in the past, when it was the offshore accounts, you would have to wait weeks weeks before you would get checks sometimes you would get checks from china that you go into the bank and you're like oh i got my fingers crossed i hope this cash (laughs) i hope this goes through but in this case now you can immediately get those funds into your account so take the advice and hey you get a big win instead of leaving all that money in there Take it out. Enjoy it for and, a little bit. And go buy golf clubs. And go, go buy, buy golf, golf
3: clubs. clubs. That's exactly right. Yeah. I'm, I remember getting a check from like Costa Rica mm-hmm. one time. I had to go to like a Western Union. I'm like, this is shady as heck. <laughs> and then if you got one of those sports books to like deposit directly. Now, when you got them to take it out of your account, no problem. But <laughs> sure. when, you, when you wanted them to deposit it into your account, there's fees involved in all this. It's it's just, it's it, a mess. It, it, it was it, it was a mess. It was terrible. And it was so stupid. Um, when you had... I'm so glad we don't have to like deal with this anymore. It's been over a year. When you had neighboring states that had legalized sports gambling because people are leaving the state of Ohio to go to Indiana and to go to West Virginia to make these bets. And hey, they finally did it and they got it right. As we've talked about a lot, they got it right with um, how they put it together here in Ohio.
4: I was doing a little research on uh, just how much the sports gambling industry has blown up because it's been unbelievable over the last five years. So five years ago, Dave... There were $4 billion, and I think it was 2020, or 2017, there were $4 billion legalized in sports gambling in the United States. So just, $4 billion just for the Vegas? entire year.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's been just Vegas, exactly.
4: right? So now, this year, 2023, this last year, the total was $100 billion. That should have been an
3: off-the-top, Ryan. We should have been able to guess that. We'll have to bring back off-the-top.
4: Went from $4 billion five years ago in legalized sports gambling in the United States to $100 billion now this last year. And here's the deal now. Jeez. There are 38 states that have legalized the sports gambling. So there's still a handful of states out there where you can't do it. But it, basically, it, it's just like more and more states just as we keep going, keep doing. I know North Carolina is a state that just recently... Because I'm looking at vacation plans, and I refuse to go vacation in a, in a state that doesn't have sports gambling. Have we
3: talked about... I can't remember. I thought you and I had talked about this. I put this on Twitter, and I wasn't even joking. Because North Carolina, they had legalized sports gambling, but just in casinos yeah. for the last few... Now they'll have it by March. They're going to have it like Ohio does with um, with the apps. And I'm taking a vacation to Outer Banks this year. Ooh. And I was like, this is perfect timing that I'm not going to have to like... You know, have to call back. Hey, Ryan, can you make this bet for me and start this account? I'll just be able to sit there in my condo and outer banks and make sports bets and get my wife really mad at me that I can't put my phone down.
4: Well, that's so funny because last year, Dave, we took a little family trip to Gatlinburg, and on the way, we obviously we're going to drive to Tennessee. We're not flying out there. Uh, we would go through states. There was a, tur- a golf tournament going on, and I had some some good bets out there, and I could not place bets in certain states on the way to Tennessee. And so once we left Ohio, I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get my bets in on these guys? Could you in Tennessee,
3: not in Kentucky, but could you once you got to Tennessee? I don't think they have it either, do they? Maybe they do now.
4: Kentucky, you couldn't. Tennessee had it, but it was limited. They don't have the, so that's what's great about Ohio. The state of Ohio is so inclusive on on all the different betting opportunities that you have. Some states, you know, it's very limited on what you can do.
3: You have so many options in Ohio. If you're the Alabama baseball coach, you can make illegal bets (laughs) at Great American Ballpark if you want to. All right. Right, up next is this or that that's coming up next on The Money.
1: We have so many local shows, I can't fit them in a 10-second promo. So let's just say we're live and local all damn day. The f-
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones
1: who get it done. Scotty Vegas places so many bets, he can't even remember which teams he's rooting for. You are listening to On the Money,
2: presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
4: This is a day where I don't mind if the weather is kind of crappy out because my behind is going to be on the couch from 3 o'clock until, what, maybe 10, 30, 11 o'clock, watching football. So it can rain, it could snow, it can do whatever out there today. I will be inside watching football in on one of the greatest days to watch football. This On The Money Action updates brought to you by our friends at the Mobile Center. Bundling that home internet with your existing wireless plan has never been easier. Stop into a local mobile center and find out more. Let's look now at the current Hollywood Casino Sportsbook odds for the College Football National Championship. Championship. We talked about it. Georgia still the favorite, plus 360 to win it all next year. Ohio State has moved. Initially they were plus seven fifty. They are now plus four twenty five to win the national championship. Texas is eight to one. Alabama and Oregon are both twelve to one. Ole Miss is thirteen to one. You'll find Michigan at 16 to 1. You'll find Notre Dame 25 to 1. Penn State 30 to 1. All right, guys. It is time for this or that. Ryan, let's hit it. They come, yo. guys this is a segment where you're getting with this or that however on this first question i am doing this that or the other thing (laughs) i felt so bad for evan turner last night evan turner happened to be courtside watching the ohio state northwestern game and had to be completely embarrassed like completely embarrassed to be watching Ohio State and how they performed but that led me to this question guys all right which former buckeye basketball guard are you getting with evan turner jimmy jackson or michael Red? you get one you get to pick one of those three as your favorite former buckeye who are you taking this is almost unfair because i know i'm biased jimmy jackson <laughs> jj yeah he's a good analyst too i like, I he like is when good. he calls the games he is good all right so i grew up and i love evan turner love 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 yeah. love, love national evan player turner. of the year so is jimmy but, my answer is going to be Michael Red, and the big reason for that is because he helped turn around this program because jim O 'Brien and the first year with Michael Red they were eight and twenty two the next year they went to the final four, and so he was part of the program turnaround was Michael red so for me. It's red. How about for you? I think I, I think I already know.
5: Well, yeah, you should know yeah. because this stems from a conversation we had in your office on Monday That's afternoon. Right. But uh, man, I hate this question because I love Evan Turner, like love, Me too. love, love, I love all Evan three Turner. Of them. But Jimmy Jackson is my favorite basketball player of all time. Those basketball teams are my favorite sports team of all time. So I've got to go, JJ.
3: Three years of JJ. What kind of brought Ohio State back? You know, absolutely after they had Gary Williams and he left for Maryland and it was like you know then they didn't have a really good year the year before JJ got there and it was like boom they even gave it when he was a freshman i remember they gave UNLV was just a powerhouse, and they gave UNLV a decent game in the second round. That's when you're like, "Ooh, this Ohio State team might have something." They, Michael Red went to
4: a Final Four, by the way. He did. I I, oh, the, I love
3: Michael Red. Another number twenty-two, by the way. That's right.
5: The fact that those Jimmy Jackson teams didn't make the Final Four is insane.
3: That hurts. I mean, that the Michigan. I've told you guys. The last time I've cried over a sporting event was when Ohio State lost to Michigan in the, in the Elite Eight that year. Jimmy Jackson's last year, they beat Michigan both times in the regular season, lost to the Fab Five who was a six seed. Buckeyes were a number one seed and almost won the game, but uh, Michigan won. That's the last time I've cried after a sporting event. Cause now I just get insanely mad. I don't cry. I just yell and cuss and and just get really throw things and punch things and just get really mad. But that's the last time I cried. All right. You guys getting with crying or punching? All right. Are you guys getting with, when we look back on it, are you guys getting with which quarterback's going to have the better career? You getting with Baker Mayfield? Are you getting with another mini quarterback, even a smaller one, Bryce Young?
4: Oh, I don't even think this is close. I like. I, I think Baker Mayfield absolutely oh, okay. is going to end up with the better career. Look, I, I, there were so many questions about Bryce Young. I, I was shocked that he was like the for sure number one there, and and obviously all those Panther fans are devastated after seeing what they see out of C.J. Stroud. I couldn't imagine being a Panther fan and seeing what C.J. did this year and then his future. I mean, we know how good C.J. is likely going to be going forward. Yeah, I, I'm going to take Baker, though.
3: I thought it'd be a little closer for you guys, but um, I'm I'm with you. I'm go- I think we're going to look back and Baker's going to have the better career. Now, Bryce Young, the story's not been written. I get it. But, like, as I said, I mean, he, Baker's not a big – Not a tall guy, but at least Baker's stocky. At least he's like well put together and he's six foot. Bryce Young's 5'10 and slender. I just, it was such a dumb decision by Tepper, David Teppers, who made that decision as the owner. I think Frank Reich wanted CJ Stroud. So I am getting with Baker. Mayfield's going to have the better career. Ryan.
5: Yeah, guys, I don't even think this is close. Like the highs can be really high with Baker, and unfortunately the lows can be really, really low with him. Uh, I think the expectations of being a number 1 pick and him being a lightning rod have kind of plagued Baker a little bit, but I think he's a good middle-of-the-road average starting quarterback. I don't think Bryce Young's ever going to be anything, so I'll take Baker. All right, I'm going to reach into the Scotty Vegas playbook here, and I'm going to go with this or that or the other. Next year for Ohio State, which wide receiver of these three has the better year? Carnell Tate, Brandon Ennis, or Jeremiah Smith?
3: Man, I was getting ready to say Emeka Ibuka. Um, <laughs> No, oh, I know he's talking about young receivers. Um, oh, who's going to have the better year? Man. Um, oh, geez. I hate going with a true freshman because it just goes against recent logic. But um, I'm told Jeremiah Smith is different. The little I've seen of him, at checks out. I will say Jeremiah Smith. I'm tempted to go with Carnell Tate. And Brandon Innes, I think, is going to have a good year. Of course, a is going to have a good year. I like all four of them, but I'll say of the three young guys, I'll say. Mr. Jeremiah Smith's going to have the best year by a slight margin over Carnell Tate.
4: Dave, you can see because I wanted to write down my answer before you did. You and... Ross Bjork? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that was a, <laughs> notes for other things.
3: He was a fullback at the D2 level. Come on.
4: <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. Jeremiah Smith, man. I mean, they talk about how he is a generational talent out of South Florida. And guys, we know the talent out of South Florida has been unbelievable. So that if they're saying he's a generation talent i think he's gonna get it done right away so give me jeremiah smith yeah guys i think all three of these guys have the potential to be
5: superstars and very well could be i'm still gonna go with carnell tate i feel like he's got a little bit of a head start on the other guys here and he showed a little bit this year Uh, i think he'll probably be the number two to a mecca going in so i'm gonna go carnell tate
4: Okay, I'm going to go with one that I think is kind of interesting from the Ohio State offseason. Who ends up with the better career? I'm going down that path. Is it going to be Air Nolan or Julian Sayan? I'm definitely
3: getting with Julian San. This reminds me a lot of when Ohio State had Jack Miller in the class, and then Ryan Day was like, uh, I'm gonna get CJ Stroud too. That told me, A, he loves CJ Stroud, and B, he wasn't sold on Jack Miller. There is no way if they're sold on Aaron Nolan, they're bringing Julian Sand in, in yep. my opinion, right? Um, I'm definitely getting with Julian San. Both are highly ranked, but San is the number one quarterback recruit in the country in 2024. Aaron Nolan's up there, depending on what service you look at. He's as high as fifth, but San is number one. I like that Aaron Nolan played against good competition. As I said in Georgia, I've talked about that a lot. But Sane played against Julian Sane played against good competition, Carlsbad, California. Give me, I'm getting with Julian Sane.
4: I am too. You, uh, you and I are in agreement. I think this is going to be a very interesting off season as far as the Ohio State quarterback room. Like this spring. You know, spring games are always a little interesting to see, but man, I am really excited to see how these quarterbacks look in the spring game this year and what that room's even going to look like, right? I mean, you got Devin Brown still there. You got Keenholtz still there. How long are they going to stay? You got these young kids coming in. I, I can't wait for the spring game. It's 76 days away and I can't wait. Ryan, which way are you going? Uh, Steve Young, Mark
5: Brunel, Boomer Esiason, there's not a lot of great left-handed quarterbacks in the history of quarterbacks. And Aaron Nolan, unfortunately, is a left-handed quarterback. So I'm going to go with Julian Sain as well. You
1: can get this or you can
5: get that.
3: Up next, we're going to do even more of this or that. That's coming up next on The Money. An ex-jock. And a
2: very puffy, smooth-faced man.
1: These are the first voices you should hear. Morning Juice. Your wake-up
12: service.
2: Weekday mornings from 6 to 9. For the ones
6: who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com,
5: or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Sports gambling, fantasy football, and tailgating before a massive day of pigskin. You're listening to On The Money.
2: Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
3: All right, you guys want to talk more Ohio State men's basketball? No! I don't either. Let's do more of this or that. All right. Are you guys getting with crushed
4: ice or are you getting with ice cubes? Uh geez, it depends <laughs> on the drink. Um, generally speaking. Uh, generally, see, my ice machine at, at home is finicky, so I'm not getting the crushed ice anymore. So I gotta go full cubes. I, I'm a full cube guy anyway with my especially with the bourbon.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, I loved the crushed ice. Like I would always want the crushed ice, always. Um, but I'm I'm different now. I like I just like the, the ice cubes. My mother-in-law swears by crushed ice. And it's so funny when she comes over, she's so nice. I don't mind at all. She has the crushed ice, and just she'll leave it on the crushed ice. And it's funny because it makes my wife so mad. And she'll go She thinks she's getting like regular ice and all the crushed ice comes out and goes all over the
5: floor. Oh yeah. And it's funny. But I, I, I'm getting <laughs> but I'm getting with the ice cubes. Yeah, this isn't even close. I don't really enjoy the crushed ice, so give me the cubes. Well,
0: you can get with oh. this
4: or you can get that. If an ice cube falls on the floor are you guys willing to bend down and pick it up and throw it in the sink, or do you just kind of kick it under the refrigerator? Oh, I
3: pick it up and throw it in the sink. And pretend, I pretend like I'm playing basketball, and now that we have like a bigger sink, I can actually sometimes make it. What sucks is when you do that and you, you make the basket and then it kicks out. You yeah, know?
4: Those ice cubes are finicky, man. See, I'm opposite. I play soccer with my ice cube oh, geez. and just kick it right under yeah. that.
5: Uh, it's going to melt eventually. If I'm at your house, I'll pick it up, but if it's mine, I'm just kicking it
4: under. Kicking it under for sure. <laughs> guys, I got to read this off real quick betting odds wise because in the PGA these last four weeks we have seen nothing but long shots win week after week after week the the last four weeks the winners Chris Kirk 200 to 1 Grayson Murray 400 to 1 Nick Dunlap 300-1. 300 to 1. And then the due to 1 yesterday uh, at Tory Pines, 140 to 1. That's unbelievable odds. Absolutely ridiculous. All right, Ryan, I just had to get that in. Who's betting on them though? That's the that's thing. That's like, the are problem. you betting on them? I was on uh, I was on Hoygard. He did a four four-leg
5: parlay and had all of them. And that's <laughs> that's why we're going to Bermuda. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: had I had Hoygard
5: and he did not come through. Daggone it. If you only hit one of those, we oh, can go do something. All right, guys. Let's go with a food one. Sorry to tease you here, Scotty Vegas, because I know you're doing the Awaken 180, but you guys getting with garlic bread, or are you getting with bread sticks?
3: Oh, garlic bread, for sure. Not yeah. even close. I love garlic bread. And yeah, you're yeah. not allowed to have any of that right now. I'll, I'll be on the same train here. Not that I'm not doing the... You know the the company that you're doing, but I, I'm I'm going to be on that train sooner. I'm not going to be eating bread. I love garlic bread. I love dipping it in the spaghetti sauce. Yeah. I Love it. Or if you have even you have a lasagna, put a little lasagna on the garlic bread. I, I love garlic. I'm just getting hungry right now thinking about this.
4: Now I do love the bread sticks from Olive Garden. So that's a different story. But overall, I'm going garlic bread. So if you throw in
5: Fazoli's breadsticks here, you might have something for me that. on this. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I'm going to go with the garlic
4: bread as well. Okay guys, this one again is this that or the other two options. <laughs> but here's here's the question. Who ends up with the most passing yards today? I'm looking at different player props and throwing in different parlays today for the, for the games and I want to know which quarterback you guys think ends up with the most total yards. Actually I'm going to include passing and rushing combined. So, is it Lamar? Is it uh Mahomes? Is it Brock Purdy or is it Goff? Who ends up with the most yards? You
3: threw rushing in
4: there. Rushing and passing combined.
3: I'm going Lamar then.
4: Okay, I'm going to go Purdy just because the Lions secondary and defense has given up so many passing yards. I don't expect Purdy to rush for, for anything, but I expect Purdy to get over 300 passing yards. So give me Purdy
5: yeah I don't think either Mahomes or Lamar throw for a lot today and everything I've been seeing on the NFL network today they're all predicting Lamar goes under his rushing yards mm. uh, so there's going to be a pretty big defensive battle in the AFC game I don't think uh, the Lions can stop the 49ers uh so yeah I'm gonna go Brock Purdy as well that's who I've got uh it's where my money is at least today is Brock will throw for the most so that's what I'm sticking with
1: oh. Oh.
4: Yo, we <laughs> If you guys had to pick, I know there's an over under that, ding, that ding, we ding. do where over under a half every week that I will speak <laughs> over the little sounder and what's, it happens almost every time. It's a lock. What's really. your
5: pa- your uh, podcast with Anthony? Cashing out, cashing out. It must be a cashing out thing because Anthony
4: does that a lot too. <laughs> Jumps on the sounders. Yeah, we, we we don't like to wait. You know, we're all over it. But I did want to <laughs> ask you guys this: if you could pick one prop, and I'm stealing a little bit of the this or that here, but if you guys could pick one prop today to bet. What is your favorite that's completely on the board?
3: Well, I'm going to talk about this in the next segment. I talked about this a little bit early in the show. I have Clyde Edwards, a over seven and a half rushing yards. Now he's been a bust as a first round pick. Everybody was like, what a great pick when they got him. I'm like, okay. Um, Isaiah Pacheco is a seventh round pick has been a stud and I've made a decent amount of money betting the over on Isaiah Pacheco rushing yards last year in the playoffs and this year. But he's banged up. There's no doubt he's playing, but he's banged up. Clyde Edwards-Alaire over 7.5 rushing yards. I think they're going to need to use him a little bit. He's going to get 8 rushing yards, in my opinion. Heck, Pacheco could be one hit away from being on the bench. He's definitely going to be limited, although Pacheco's a tough SOB. He's going to be out there. There's no doubt about it. But
4: give me the over of CEH 7.5 rushing yards. So I was looking through, and I, I love George Kittle today. And the receiving yards for him, I I was surprised that it wasn't a little bit higher. So I've got it at 50. And so uh, to me, I I love George Kittle going over 50 receiving yards. That's probably my favorite prop that I have in right now. Now it's ticked up. So some sites have it up near 55, but I got it at 50 earlier this week. What about you, Ryan? Is there a prop that you love that you're getting in all your parlays? So I'm looking for one, and I, I think Rasheed
5: Rice uh was is going to be the leading receiver possibly yards wise for the Chiefs today. I don't know if I love his sixty yards though. So I went I bumped it down a little bit. I've got Rasheed Rice over forty. I'm actually looking right now to see what Travis Kelsey's receptions are. And the only reason I think this is I think the Ravens are gonna focus on Kelsey But Kelsey is seven receptions away from passing Jerry Rice for the most receptions in playoff history. And I think maybe the Chiefs might try to push that. So I'm trying to find right now, and I think I got it here. Travis Kelsey's over-under is five receptions today. I may take the over on that because they may try to get him that record.
3: I like that. Then you're not sweating yards. And I I normally would be on the... Rashi Rice bandwagon, but he's banged up. Not to the extent where they didn't think he was going to play. But I've, you know, in both their playoff games, he's been like a little banged up. Goes over the sideline. I have him in one of our uh, postseason fantasy leagues. So I've been like, is he coming back out? He's come back out. But my point is, I'd probably moving it down to forty was smart because I'd probably stay away from over sixty for Rice. Now he's really good. That was a heck of a pick by the Chiefs in the second round. He's their best wide receiver, but he's banged up. Best wide receiver, not not including. Travis Kelsey, of course.
4: Yeah, and guys, one thing I'm also looking at, and I know this is this or that, so we'll get one more of this or that in there, but I'm also looking at the Ravens' first half. That's kind of one of the the bets that I'm looking to make. They usually come out strong. they 13 and 4 in the first half this year. Chiefs tend to defer if they win the the opening toss. They like to take the ball in the second half. So, all right, let's get to our last this or that, though, from you, Dave.
3: This is a good one. This comes from your Christmas gift of this or that cards. Okay. You guys getting with, you could make one new law of your choice. Oh. Or are you getting with, you could get rid of any one law of your choice?
4: Oh my gosh. This is, this is a loaded question right here. I am, uh, I'm getting with, I could make a law. I think that would be, that would be my choice. I, I agree. I am getting with, I would
3: make a law and I would need to think about what that would be. Yeah, I don't even know off the top of my head what that would be, but I'm definitely getting with I would make a law. Yes. Ryan.
5: Man, this is a tough one because there's so many good things, but I think I'd probably, with you guys, I would probably get with making a law. Something about stupid people, I think, would be what I would make, but I'd have to figure out what that is.
3: i think i know mine if you're can if you're in a highway and it's like a three lane highway four what i'm talking about the same going the same way so i guess technically that if it's a three lane highway technically i'm talking about a six lane highway or four lane highway technically an eight lane highway if you're the person that's camping out in the left lane when you easily could get over and you're just going to speed up in the left lane i think that should be life in prison Ooh. first <laughs> offense that's the law i found off i'm now making that law if I had to make that would be it. Like you, life and I'm being facetious with life sure. in prison. But when I'm behind somebody like that, I'm like that is annoying. Just, it's just you're either being a jerk or you're oblivious.
4: You're on your phone
3: texting. It, it, oh for two, it, whatever it is, you're either a jerk or you're being oblivious as you're camping out in the left hand lane.
5: Guys, real quick, and we don't have to play any sounders for this. I've got one kind of piggybacking off of yours, Scotty. The next five years, you getting with Goff or Purdy as
4: your quarterback? Ooh, five years! Gosh, I'm a I'm a I'm becoming a Purdy believer. Uh, You know, watching how he finished in that Packers game, I believe more in Purdy right now. Uh, Can Goff keep it up for five more years? I'm gonna go Purdy.
3: Man, that's a tough one. I'm getting with Goff. That's tough.
5: How old is Goff? He's not even that old. He was the first-round pick in 2016. He was 29 in 2016. I mean,
3: quarterbacks, that's young for a QB. I
5: think Golf is more consistent. I think Purdy throws in three or four games a year where he's just awful and does stupid things,
4: so I'm going with Golf as well. Purdy, by the way, only 24 years old. All right, when we come back, it is Best Bets. This is On The Money.
1: Unlike your deadbeat uncle, we'll never leave you stranded in a ditch when you were six. This promo may have been a touch too specific.
5: Some people golf on
1: Sunday mornings. Some people place bets on the people playing golf on Sunday mornings. This is On The Money.
2: Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. In two
4: weeks, we are going to be out at Hollywood Casino Columbus for the Super Bowl. Can't wait. We're going to do a morning show. We're going to do an afternoon show live from the casino from 3 to 5. And then we're going to watch the game with you. So join us in two weeks out at Hollywood Casino Columbus. And this On The Money Action Update. brought to you by our friends at the Mobile Center. Live betting or trying to get that player prop in, make sure you have the right internet speed. Visit a local Mobile Center store locations in Westerville and in Plain City in the Costco Plaza. Let's look now at the current Hollywood Casino Sportsbook odds for the playoff games today. You got Baltimore four and a half point favorite over Kansas City and you got San Francisco a seven point favorite over the Lions. All right, we bring in now Jeff Tito Thidoff, our friend, host of Fan Sports Sunday with Tito and Jen. Can't wait for that show right after us. But guys, I want to quiz you real quick because obviously we got the two championship games. So that gives us four possible scenarios for the Super Bowl, right? So I'm going to guess I'm going to have you guys guess as a team, Ryan, uh, Tito and and Dave, guess what these lines of the Super Bowl would be based on the matchup. So first, I'll start out with the favorites winning today, San Francisco and Baltimore who do you think would be favored, and what would be the spread in that? I got San Francisco minus two and a half.
3: I think it would be Ravens one and a half.
4: And Ryan? Ryan? I think San Francisco, one and a half. Okay, Ryan hits it dead on. One and a half. San Francisco would be a one and a half point favorite over Baltimore right now. All right, next up, if San Francisco wins and the Chiefs win, what is that spread?
3: Uh, Go ahead. uh, No, you go ahead. I would go um, Niners, five and a half.
8: I'll go Niners, three.
5: So, if... Balt- or the Niners would be a one and a half over the Ravens. Right. And the Ravens are favored over the Chiefs today by four. I think logic would tell me five and a half. So that's what I'll go Damn with. Damn
4: logic. Okay. The logic was wrong. Really wrong. Because it's actually San Francisco minus two and a half. Tito gets the point for closest wow. on that one. All right. Now the Lions pull the upset. Lions versus Chiefs. What's the line?
3: Lions versus Chiefs. Chiefs five and a half.
4: Chiefs, five.
5: Uh, I was going to go Chiefs, five, so I'll go four and a half. Okay, Ryan gets the point.
4: It's actually Chiefs four. would be a three-point oh, favorite I'm over the Lions. <laughs> last one, last possibility would be the Lions and the Ravens. Let's guess the spread on what that Super Bowl would look like.
3: What would you say it was if it was the Niners and Lions? It would be two and a half? No, Niners. You mean Lions and Chiefs, right? I, mean, I mean, Yeah. Would
4: Lions you- and Chiefs would be two and a half, yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Lions and Chiefs would be three. Here, okay. I'll go I'll
5: go first on this one so you guys can have the ability to go higher or lower. So you can steal my I, answer. I, I, I say yeah. seven and a half. Ooh. Detroit getting seven and a half. Okay.
3: Oh, that looks high. What do you think? Go ahead. I think That's I'm right. going to say Chiefs four and a half. Okay, I will go... Um,
4: you mean Ravens four and a half. I'm sorry, Ravens four and a half. Yes. I will go Ravens five. Okay, Tito hit it dead on, four, despite yeah. saying the wrong team. Right. I, got it right. like, hey, whatever. I said Just the whatever. wrong team, too, I think. Ravens four and a half against the Lions. So you each got two, Ryan and Tito, two. I don't Damn. have a tiebreaker off the top of my head here, but how Whoever's about that, older? though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tito wins. He is older. <laughs> yes, senior T's. There you go. Well, that is
3: our show for today. Thank you very much for joining us. For Scotty Vegas and Ryan Baker, I am Dave Biddle. Up next is Fan Sports Sunday with Tito and Jen. This has been On the Money.
1: We're your radio home for the Buckeyes, Browns, and all the NFL games you can handle. We may have a bit of a football problem. The fan Ohio sports destination.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.
1: Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios.
2: Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com.
1: WPNSFM, HD One Columbus. The Fan. Sports
5: Center. Good afternoon. I'm Ryan Baker. We've got a busy afternoon and evening of sports for you here on The Fan. It all gets underway at 2 o'clock. That's when pregame coverage for the AFC Championship begins as the Ravens host the Chiefs. 3 o'clock kickoff in that one. Then at 6.30, it's the Niners and the Lions in the NFC Championship game. That one will take you right up to Jackets coverage, which starts at 8.30. The Jackets on the road in Seattle to take on the Kraken tonight at 9. Of course, the NFC Championship game you can hear over on 1460 ESPN as well. You can also hear the Lady Bucks today on 1460 ESPN. Matt Andrews has the call at 2 as they are on the road against Purdue. Pre-game coverage and that one begins at 1:45. Then again after that, it'll be the NFC Championship at 630 The 49ers and Lions on 1460 ESPN as well.